Moncrief on News Talk. Now, a while back, in the course, actually, he was preparing a report about something quite different. A woman told Henry McKean a story, one that was quite harrowing and almost certainly an instance of coercive control. So Henry decided to dig a little bit deeper into that issue. He sent us this report. Recently, we covered Rebecca syndrome, a condition where one could be obsessed or envious of your partner's past relationships. I bumped into this lady who told her friend's story, which included coercive control. She's actually in the relationship. She's trying to get out of it at the moment where her, her partner is has isolated her completely from all her friends. Completely isolated her. Completely from family, completely from any kind of support she might have at all. She's left her job. Um, and like that, he keeps on bringing up her ex-partner all the time, all the time, completely all the time. And it's like he doesn't want to let her outside the door in case. Well, I think he has, like, all our numbers blocked, all her friends' numbers blocked. Really? And, yeah. That, so when yeah. you try and ring, you can't get through? Yeah, or sometimes you ring her number and it's like he, her phone might be connected to his phone in some way that he can answer the calls. Yeah, I think there's a lot more going on, like abuse than mental so psychological psychological I think it's like violent as well and that's why she really doesn't want to come out because we have seen her with like bruises and oh I'm sorry no yeah look we've all tried to help but I mean she knows we're here when she needs us we have given her different kind of supports that we know of women's aid and she had a really good job she was earning a lot more than him I think he was kind of jealous she travelled a lot for with the company and stuff like that and her ex-partner was part of that company so now she's left that job According to Women's Aid coercive control is an ongoing pattern of controlling behaviour including all or some forms of domestic abuse by a partner or an ex-partner Coercive control is a criminal offence in Ireland Coercive control is a persistent pattern of controlling coercive and threatening behaviour, including all or some forms of domestic abuse, emotional, physical, financial, sexual, including threats by a partner or ex-partner. It traps victims in a relationship and makes it impossible or dangerous to leave. We wanted to look into this in greater detail and met a young woman whose partner was convicted of coercive control. How are you? My name is Jodie Duggan and I'm 24 years old. Um, so I was at my ex-boyfriend from 17 to 19. Um, it wasn't abusive at the beginning. It slowly began with little things and then built up to how it ended. But um, eventually he got charged with coercive control, criminal damage and assault causing harm. You met him and you started dating at about 17? Yeah, I was 17 when I met him. So it was the first boy that kind of shown an interest in me. And he's a bit of a bad boy, so of course I was like, oh, why not? Like, give it a go. Um, all my other friends had boyfriends. I didn't see any harm in it. Um, and then he slowly became very controlling, um, obsessive, where I was, who I was with, what I did. And then it became physical then after that as well. He'd have to know where I was. I'd have my location on all the time, even if I went a different way home from work. He'd be ringing me, asking me where I was, what I was doing, who I was with. Um, he'd control me down to what underwear I had on, clothing I had on, um, where I could be, who I could be around. If I was with friends, he'd just appear out of nowhere, 
put himself in. Um, I think he knew himself in the back of his head that if I was surrounded by the people who cared about me eventually I was going to crack and tell them what was going on so he tried to prevent that from happening. Um, he was very controlling and very manipulative and tactical with how he did it. Um, he was very smart in the way he did it. He was very good at doing it when we were only alone but slowly near the end it got very messy and people began to see what he was doing to me and then it just took like a really horrific night in my house for me to just crack and just tell my mum what had happened and then we went from the guards from there and um, it took a very long time it took about four years for it to actually go to court. Henry would you like a cup of tea? I'd love one. Excellent. How do you take it? Just milk actually. Oh lovely. My name is Mary Hayes and I'm the 2 into You project lead with Women's Aid. So it's Women's Aid's campaign focused on young people and the whole idea is if someone is into you, you know that can be really exciting, especially if it's your first relationship, but if they're too into you then that's a red flag that, you know, they could be trying to control uh, your behaviours, uh, they could be showing um, jealousy, you know, over the top jealousy, things like this. So with the campaign, we're trying to teach young people the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships and provide specific support for them. I think people assume that coercive control only happens in older relationships, but actually it's very common in younger relationships. So our research has found that one in five young women in Ireland aged 18 to 25 have been subjected to abuse by a current or former partner. And of those young women, one in six experience coercive control. Um, I think the way that coercive control happens maybe in younger relationships is slightly different. So it could be emotional abuse that's taking place online, you know, a partner monitoring their um, uh, partner's movements, you know, tracking their location, looking through their messages, wanting to know all their social media passwords, things like that. Um, or maybe asking them or, you know, demanding that they take certain photos down from their social media, things like that. Um, and I think when you're in a young relationship, you know, maybe your first relationship and you've not Thing to compare it to, it can be difficult to spot course control for what it is. Hello, my name is uh, Sean Cook and I'm the CEO of the Men's Development Network. The Men's Development Network uh, run the National Free Phone Helpline Service for male victims of domestic abuse. Free phone number is 1-800-816-588. In terms of people contacting their service, is a lot of men have become uh, aware of coercive control as an abusive form of behaviour in light of the new law that has uh, come into effect in Ireland a couple of years ago. The, the first question they ask is very much around saying, is this abuse? Am I being abused? We were at a night out, we were in a nightclub and basically Jake had cheated on me quite a lot um, but he'd blame it on me and try and manipulate the situation and say like a girl would force themselves on him and I'd feel bad so I'd take him back and that night I could see him very hands on with a girl and I was like look it's making me really uncomfortable I was like I'm just gonna leave and he pinned me against the wall and started punching the wall beside my head and a friend seen and took him away and took him outside um, he went absolutely insane long story short he like was trying to jump in the liffy he was banging his head off things He no one could control him and eventually he asked for me and said I was the only one that could calm him down. So I went out, calmed him down. And we were all on the way back and my parents were on holidays. And he said, look, what do you think about having maybe an after party in yours? And I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, but when we get there, I just want to speak to you, like, alone. And he's like, yeah, that's no problem. So brought a couple of people back. We went upstairs and I tried to speak to him. And I told him, look, I just don't think this is really going to work. Like, and just end on good terms or try to end on good terms because we'd be around the same people. Um, he didn't take that well. He slammed my head against 
the headboard he was pushing me kicking me he smashed a mirror like a full-length mirror and the glass fell on me so it was on my hands it was on my legs and I was wearing a skirt so there was blood and I went downstairs and told my best friend like just clear everyone out it's fine and she asked me to say okay and I said yeah I was fine and um, he began to tell people that I was insane that I had thrown water on him that I had thrown drinks on him that it was my fault that he told me then he was going to go kill himself and he left so I ran after him and said, look, maybe just stay here tonight. We'll talk about it in the morning when you calm down. Because I always had that thought in the back of my head. He's going to kill himself. It's going to be my fault. He's going to leave a note and no one's ever going to believe me. So we stayed the night and the next morning when he was sober, I just said, look, like, let's just, let's just end on good terms. Let's just try end this here. And went absolutely berserk again, like completely uplifted my room. Like the room was unrecognisable. So that morning... He left, he took my passport, my keys and a couple of bits with him that were mine. Um, I think that was also to control me because I was supposed to go on holidays and if I knew he had a key that would make me feel really unsafe. My parents came home and they didn't have enough time to clean. They would have seen my room and the blood on the walls because I was trying to like clean and do it as frankly as possible but it just wasn't enough and when my mum came in straight away she said like was this Jake and I was like yeah and I just bawled and she said did he hurt you did he force himself on you and I was like no 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 still trying to protect him still trying to like I don't know why I was trying to protect him I think I just have it in me that I don't want to hurt anyone and I always had the fear of hurting someone so I was like no 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 it wasn't him so we cleaned my room and the next morning on the way to work um, I just cried and I was just like mom I can't do this anymore I have photos I have um, times and dates of when he did it to me and he's been hurting me for the last couple of years whether it be physical or emotional and we went to my nanny's and we called the guards but like that wasn't that was just one incident like that was every weekend like that was day in day out like there wasn't a weekend where it was happy from start to begin and there was always a bump in the middle there was always some sort of argument whether it be physical or emotional it was always manipulated even when we were going on a holiday if I didn't want to go he said that he would go over kill himself and leave a note to say it was my fault like he pinned me down and hold the knife to his neck so in my head as a 17 year old girl I'm thinking well if he's sitting on me with a knife to his neck and about to hurt himself and he's punching himself so hard in the face that he's black and blue with lumps he will hurt himself and it it is it's my fault well it wasn't and like it takes a lot of time to realize that but I also had the fear of well he's going to tell people that I'm doing it no one he, he would always tell me no one's ever going to believe you so like it took a lot for me to tell people but in the end um with a lot of help you realize that no it isn't your fault when we hear Jodie's story there's so many young women like that who have suffered many of them haven't been brave enough to put their hands up and say enough is enough. What do you say to them listening today? I suppose it can be really frightening to r realize that your relationship might be unhealthy or toxic or abusive. Um, but just to know that you don't have to go through this alone and you also don't have to be 100% sure that what you're going through is abuse to you know, speak to someone. So Women's Age has free and confidential supports um, and supports for young people through our website tointu.ie. There's a free and confidential chat service there um, just to talk through what you're going through. So if you're worried about your own relationship or even a friend's relationship, there's a space there for you. We also have a relationship quiz on the website that you can take to see if your relationship is healthy or not. So I always say, you know, if something feels wrong, it probably is, and it's good to talk about it early on before things can potentially get much worse. You went to the guards, mm. it went to court. Mm. What happened? So I went to the guards, um, 
and while my statement was hours long, I think I was in an office and I, would, I wouldn't let anyone in with me. I'd only let myself in because I just, there's things you don't want your mum and dad to hear. Like I was trying to protect them as well. Um, so I was there for about like six or seven hours, which we thought was gonna be a half an hour. And then the next day I rang and I said, look, I can actually remember more. It took a long time of me going in, standing there and saying, I'm not leaving until I get an answer. He still contacted me, still contacted my friends. I have a protection order, nothing's happening here. It got handed over to a sergeant and a male guard and they did an amazing job. They looked through it um, with a fine tooth comb and they actually rang me and said, you know, like, you've gone through coercive control. I don't know what that is. Like, I'm not aware. Like, I don't really understand. I just thought that was, like, domestic abuse, violence. And they're like, no, like, this is really, really serious. And there's other offences within here that I don't think you realise is here. Um, so after about four years three or four years then it went to trim uh courts we went there was in there three or four times in and out i thought you'd be in there once they'd hear my story and nip in the bud give him his sentence but now it was in and out day in day out having to see him having to see his family like it's very difficult and when you get up on the stand to speak they don't move him he's sat right beside me so you're already nervous as it is to tell your story in front of a whole room of people and you could hear a penny drop, it's so silent that for him to sit beside me is even more intimidating. So it was really difficult and he got given a two-year suspend sentence in trim. It felt like a bit of a slap in the hand, like it was a bit of a kick in the teeth. Like I spent years of this dwelling on it, thinking about what's going to happen. I've thought of every situation that could happen in this courtroom and this is what happens. So we left and I kind of just accepted like it is what it is. I just have to move on. And I got a phone call then a couple of weeks later to say that it was actually appealed by the state. So it was brought to Dublin Criminal Courts and there he was given a one year sentence and a four year suspended sentence. And uh, something was put in place basically that he can't contact me or the people around me because he kind of felt he found a loophole through my protection order that if he rang my boyfriend or my friends, not directly me, that he could get through to me without being charged. So now something's in place that he can't contact anyone around me or me or just be near me at all. And he's now in jail? Yeah, so he's serving one year um, in Mount Joy as far as I'm aware, yeah. And how are you now? I am okay. I'm okay. Like, like, it never goes, but as far as I'm concerned, I want to turn a negative into a positive. I can't change what has happened to me. I was a young girl. I learn. I'm going to learn from these red flags and with the help of Women's Aid and to into like I know understand now I'm in a healthy relationship but I want to help others like I don't think there's a point in me sitting at home and crying and being upset over it when I can get up and help someone else and that will also help me with my healing and because I could I could do that and there is days where you just want to roll over to the other side of the bed but like I have such a great support around me that it's like get up get out like go to the gym clear your head go on a walk I might go out with the girls I might go out with my mum that I'm, I want to try to turn this negative into a positive and it's gonna help me grow like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger Moncrief weekdays at 2pm on News Talk